0: Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and paranormal. It is October, which is of course my favorite month of the year. It is Halloween season, and it wouldn't be Halloween season without the traditional scary Halloween movies. I am always fascinated which horror movies people gravitate toward and what about them scares them. My top two favorite horror films are, of course, The Shining, the original Shining with Jack Nicholson, and Rosemary's Baby. I even have a tattoo mashup to commemorate the two films, which I love. But Halloween wouldn't be Halloween without a certain villain we know as Freddy. So tonight, we're going to discuss... A Nightmare on Elm Street. But this isn't an... This isn't... Sorry. This isn't an in-depth analysis of the movie, and it doesn't go too hardcore into the production aspects of the films. But this is more an overview of interesting trivia facts about A Nightmare on Elm Street. And uh, we're going to stick to the first film, which, of course, there are so many. And... uh, I felt many of them held up. Of course, there were some in the middle. I think like four, five, and six were a little... uh, They kind of went off track. But uh, I really enjoyed the first three and even Freddy vs. Jason. But um, the first one was absolutely captivating to me when I first watched it. I remember when the Freddy phenomenon hit in the 80s. I even had a Freddy Krueger poster in my room. And it was just such an original take for a horror film. There had never been any villain quite like Freddy Krueger. But uh, I'm going to talk about just a few trivia facts that many of you may not know about A Nightmare on Elm Street. First off, did you know that Robert Englund was not the first and cast as Freddy Krueger. Director Wes Craven originally was going to just hire a stuntman to play Freddy, much like uh, Jason Voorhees in the, of course, the uh, Friday the 13th films. But he decided, and justifiably so, that the role would be much more terrifying if a talented actor took the reins. And there was indeed an actor who was cast before Robert England, and his name was David Warner. Some of you may know David Warner from a little film, which is also in the horror realm, called The Omen. He is a very talented actor. As a matter of fact, when I was growing up, there was a movie called Time Bandits, and he played evil in it. And he was fantastic. And I've seen ...production shots of David Warner as Freddy in the makeup. He got so far as to sit through the makeup chair and get his makeup done. And I have to say, it's pretty creepy looking. But we all know, uh, due to scheduling conflicts, David Warner could not complete his role as Freddy Krueger. So it went to a not-so-known actor at the time named Robert England... Now I knew Robert England from a show called V: The Final Battle and he interst- uh, interestingly enough in that show played a very meek, mild, friendly character, character. But of course, Freddy was the epitome of evil and Robert did a brilliant job. But how did Wes Craven come up with the idea for this movie? Now I've referenced this movie in a podcast before and talked a little bit about the backstory, but the actual film was based on a real life story. In the 1980s, there was an epidemic of people dying in their sleep during their nightmares. They were mostly immigrants from Cambodia and the condition became known as Asian death syndrome. Well, Wes Craven read about this story in a newspaper and got the idea for a serial killer who stalks victims in their sleep. There was also a movie in the early 80s called Dreamscape, and I believe, I could be wrong, but I believe Dennis Quaid was in that, and that sort of followed the same loose premise. It was, uh, as I recall, it was well done. Um, The red and green stripes from Freddy Krueger's sweater were actually picked by Wes Craven after he read in a science journal that they were the most clashing colors to the human retina. So he was looking to disturb and unnerve audiences pretty much straight from the get-go. As soon as you saw Freddy, you were unnerved. And much more than the makeup, he wanted the colors to reflect that as well. Uh, Kruger was partly inspired by a man who actually scared Wes Craven as a kid. The man was sort of a town drunk and he wandered down West Craven Street wearing a hat similar to Freddy Krueger's. He woke Wes up, and when Wes went to the window, the man looked straight at him, and Craven was so terrified he ran to wake up his brother. The name Freddy Krueger was actually named after Craven's high school bully named Fred Krueger. So there we go. He is uh, forever immortal for being an asshole to Wes Craven. (laughs) Um, Wes Craven's interest in horror was partly inspired by a time he killed a rat with a bow and arrow when he was a little boy. The animal let out a blood-curdling scream and he didn't die, so Craven had to finish it off, which took many attempts. It made him realize how much effort You have to go through to kill something, and that absolutely horrified him. So it started getting him into the mindset of people dying in different ways and what they would have to go through before they met their final fate. Um, The actor who was cast to play the coroner in the movie recommended a musician friend of his to play the part of Glenn, who, of course, was a little-known actor named Johnny Depp. This was actually Johnny Depp's first movie role, and his death scene involved about 500 gallons of of fake blood. And what they did was they turned this fake blood upside down in a rotating bedroom set. And I have to say that the Johnny Depp, of course, Glenn, death scene was probably the most memorable for me. And when I first saw it, I remember checking under my bed many times because that arm coming out of the bed and sucking Johnny Depp through was really disturbing and so well done um Craven had recalled during a a story about Depp that he looked like he hadn't showered and his fingers were stained yellow from nicotine and he described him as greasy, pale and sickly. I thought that was funny um But Charlie Sheen, interestingly enough, was originally cast as Glenn, but they couldn't afford his $3,000 per week salary, so of course Johnny Depp got the part, and uh, I think Johnny Depp did okay for himself after that movie. The blood fountain ended up going all over the stage and electronics and caused a power cut on set. This was, of course, the Johnny Depp death scene. The blood itself was made from water and caro syrup, and it destroyed several cameras, which I thought was funny. The filmmakers used a sound effect called speed to slow down actor Robert England's voice and to make it a little more frightening. Of course, the Freddy voice is hallmark to that disturbing feeling you get when you hear it. Um, England... <coughs> excuse me is actually a trained Shakespearean actor, and in real life, of course, he's known to be extremely charming and sweet. Uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street was actually shot on the same stage used to film the TV series, I Love Lucy. So if any of you who were watching it thought this looks familiar, that's why. There were actually three different versions of Freddy's famous bladed glove. One was made of balsa wood, One was made of rubber, and then there was a real one made with fish knives known as the Hero Glove. And that could actually cut things. That was dangerous. Every time someone put on the Hero Glove, they injured themselves because it was incredibly sharp. And if you happened to close your fist with this glove on, it would cut you. Um, The Hero Glove was so heavy, it actually made Robert England's shoulder droop which of course became part of Freddie's trademark look and swagger. Uh, Freddie's appearance was partly inspired by the main character in a series of pulp novels in the 1930s called The Shadow. The Freddie makeup took around three and a half hours to put on each day, and poor Robert England had to wear this, have his skin covered from 12 to 15 hours a day, and he said it was boiling hot underneath it. One day, the entire crew allegedly went to this Thai restaurant across the street from where they were filming, and Robert England wore the full Freddy makeup in there, and when the waiter saw him, he was so scared, he dropped his tray and ran out of the restaurant and apparently did not come back. Now, for those who are wondering, where did the name Nightmare on Elm Street come from? Well, Elm Street was the name of the street where JFK was actually shot, and Craven himself said, well, that's really where innocence ended, and even Robert England was quoted as saying, every neighborhood has an Elm Street, hence, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Now, I referenced a revolving set earlier, which was used in Tina's, Tina's death scene as well, and she's dragged up the walls and across the ceiling, and this was inspired by a set in a Fred Astaire movie called A Royal Wedding, where Fred Astaire literally danced up the walls. Amanda Weiss actually played Tina. She, was, uh, she got a lot of work in the 80s, and she got extremely bad vertigo from this spinning room. Um, she said her terror during this actual scene was about 75 to 80% real. Now, for the scene where Tina stalks Nancy in a body bag, Weiss was actually zipped up inside of a real body bag, that the film crew got from the local morgue and she said she was absolutely terrified by this. Um, an actor named Garcia who played Rod Lane in the film was in real life addicted to heroin and he had actually been homeless when he got cast in the movie. He would snort drugs in the bathroom on set and he was completely high during the famous jail scene. So. Not the most uh, flattering of trivia facts but I thought it was interesting nonetheless. The sticky stairs in the scene you all remember this scene were actually bisquick oatmeal and it cost about twelve dollars and it actually matched the carpet color so that was uh, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, producer Rachel Tallahay, I believe I'm pronouncing that that correct said the film itself, was so scary that the crew, now we're talking the crew, who knew all the shots, and set up all the lights and the cameras, were terrified to film the movie. Because they just were so disturbed by the interiors and Robert Englund's performance. The movie, now you'll be surprised, made $24 million. Which, you know, even by then, it wasn't like this monster hit. But Freddy just took root and sort of had this iconic cult following. And of course, the follow-up films were gangbusters. And of course, Robert England made a very comfortable living as Freddy Krueger for the entirety of his career. And there are rumors that he may reprise the role of Freddy Krueger one more time. There's also an interesting script that was batted about. Now. A lot of you will remember, of course, a movie I referenced earlier called Freddy vs. Jason. However, there was also supposed to be a movie with Freddy vs. Jason vs. Ash from the Evil Dead series, which to me I'm not so certain about because I felt that the Ash character and really the Evil Dead films were more comedy based. And with Freddy and Jason being horror-based, I think that may have watered down the terror value of Freddy. So I'm glad they didn't end up going with Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. I just don't think that quite would have worked. And uh, I thought I would close on a on a funny trivia note. Wes Craven's mother actually never watched any of his movies until she was in her late 80s. And it, finally, when she saw some of these horrific movies that he has made over the years, she turned to him and said, Honey, why can't you just make nice films? So with that, I had to close out the Freddy Krueger Trivia Night. But I will be back this week with more episodes. Yes, this week we're going to do a blitz of podcast episodes. So I will see you later. Until then, this is Brian Hobson. For Footsteps in the Attic, we'll see you soon.